0: Welcome back to the Get and Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. This podcast is owned by GritQuest, a nonprofit corporation in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In 2022, GritQuest has logged 60 days on Montana rivers with 30 fishermen experiencing a unique adventure in faith and fly fishing. These are all professionally guided trips, lodging in excellent facilities with fine food and drink. I thought, as in the words of Norman McLean, under the rocks are the words, and some of the words are theirs. It would be good to share the words of some of the men who have ventured with us.
1: I think of the trip out there, I back up one step further to, to the prayer and reflection and adoration and everybody in that setting. And then we, we get in the, the car, drive out there and really a, a car full of, of strangers. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know Brad very well. It's very encouraging to me. And a lot of men were so open to sharing and that we all have pretty similar uh, desires And where we're at
2: on our faith journey and and just drawing the strength from each other. Kurt and I went into Denver and we knew we had about a seven hour drive up north. And just to be together and to talk and to catch up, that was really cool. And it it didn't uh, disappoint.
3: Yeah, but there was one problem. And that is every time Miles saw an antelope, he would point it out and it was just beyond irritating
1: i really look forward to the trip we get in some very meaningful conversation along the way and that 10 hours turns into a very short trip but recently just listened into father mike or the bible in a year We went through Second Kings, I remember. Uh, We carried that into the hotel room that night had a really meaningful conversation.
4: Me and Cal met up at Taylor University uh, right after the day we graduated. Took the hour-long trip down to Indianapolis, picked up Ty from a friend's house. Then we went over to Wheaton, and we picked up Micah, and then we went. I think, I think Matt and Micah slept the most in the back and me and Cal are doing most of of the heavy lifting. So Cal did drive like the entire way to Nebraska too. So there's that.
3: I think for people who live out East, it's an intimidating trip because of the travel in a way, depending on how you do it. I think that the travel is kind of part of the fun of it. Now, I wouldn't have that view if I had driven with those four yahoos. <laughs> Indy in to Chicago to Lincoln to Sioux Falls to Rapid City to Fort Smith. I would have a very sour view of that. Flying nonstop into Denver and then driving up through Wyoming was kind of fun.
5: All I thought about was 10 hours. What am I going to do for 10 hours? You know, I'm going to
3: Montana
5: with five or with four other strangers that I've never really met before. And uh, it got involved with some conversation with some with some people who just, I just dearly fell in love with it after the first hour. So it was interesting. It was, it was a wonderful trip. It was, it was an inspiring trip. I, I really, I uh, really enjoyed myself thoroughly, and and the company of some really great guys.
4: There's something about the long hours in the car ride with, with your brothers that kind of miserable. That kind of bonds together, though. It's always a good memory. I can go in the truck with Brad. I mean, him and I had a really good conversation about Catholicism and. Uh, versus Protestantism and talking about Martin Luther and a bunch of different topics. A lot of questions going both ways. And yeah, and then we had plenty of good conversation in our car too about every topic possible, including the metaverse. <laughs> because you asked me
5: to go through the trip, I got to know you to evangelize, and that gave me strength. Prior to that, I'd never done that. Didn't have the courage, didn't have the knowledge. So you
1: were that stepping stone for me.
4: We really had no idea what to expect when we jumped into this trip. Like, honestly, I think we were surprised that there was like structure to it. And we, we just had no idea what to expect. And honestly, it was a huge blessing that we, we didn't really see coming because it brought all of us closer. And So we went deep first, I think.
2: And then we went out just out from there,
4: which was really,
2: uh, really energizing and really invigorating for me. I was also happy not to be in
5: the third row where Alex was the entire <laughs> trip. <laughs> Well, I think the morning reads were pretty
0: good.
1: Mm. Reading oh. reading proverbs was super super good. You know, I think we're supposed to seek wisdom each day, and a great way to do that is read the, the proverb of the day. And uh, that was that was really uh, important, I thought, in the morning. So, and it kind of uh, kind of set the tone for the discussions we had later at night about you know the world and politics and everything. Is seeking wisdom, and all we did was seemed like an important takeaway. I think first thing in the morning, the sun's coming up and you get up, the Bible's sitting open on the table, and then everybody jumps in and you start making breakfast burritos and you just get a job. Someone gets a job doing something. So as a group, you make the meal and then you sit down with the meal and then you you go through whatever study you're going to do for that day. And then you break out to doing dishes and then you hit the river. It, It just puts your mind in it. Uh, a great place to attack the day.
3: It's got a little bit of structure to it. I usually don't like structure, um, but if you don't have some, then it's just sort of, you can have a freewheeling conversation about nothing. So I'd like to read the Proverbs, pick something out, read them again. I thought that was kind of fun. I, I, that made some sense to me. I love doing rosary in, in groups. Everybody was so serious about uh, praying that rosary. I
5: think it was an inspiration to, to every extra inspiration to everybody.
4: Yeah, I think one of the most valuable parts of this mornings was going through it twice. Not only did we get to hear each other's thoughts and, and voices through that, but then after going around the table with all seven of us.
3: I was amazed at doing it in a
5: group like that, the different things that people pulled out of of each one, you know, of the reading and things that I had never thought of, or, you know, was just a different take on it. And I really enjoyed
4: that. We could once more go through it and say, okay, well, now I'm looking at it through the lens that Micah kind of helped you know, equip me with or a tie or, you know, Miles kind of showed me. And, and through that, I got to see more things I might have not picked up the first time.
5: And this for me was a great reminder of the
2: faith being lived in ordinary occupations who, who love the Lord desperately and desire to serve him. I thought the topics were pretty, uh, pretty appropriate for the times, and yet through that all was the theme of of, uh, of the Lord and being grounded in God's Word. That really puts us on a rock. There's something to draw from that when you have a room full of guys enjoying being together. It's an amazing location, Montana's so beautiful. You feel like you have
1: really good self reception to God because you're in God's country, and it's just really a neat thing to do.
2: Yeah, the the amount of steak we ate was a. Uh... <laughs> maybe maybe un- ungodly but if we hadn't gone to chicken that last night i think we would have just you know died
4: with meat sweats <laughs> i think i would have turned into a cow i
3: also want to say that one of the funnier things to me was brad says we're going to dinner and i looked around i didn't see any restaurant okay so i'm like i don't know what this is then we're walking up to it and it's like an episode of cops we're between buildings I'm thinking somebody's going to shoot us. Then we go to there's this field with like grass this high, and I'm like, "Where are we going? What is
1: happening?" And then
3: we go in there and have great meals.
1: If you're going out, if you're going to go out on this trip, you're going to catch
4: fish, no doubt about it.
3: I fished my entire life, never fly fish.
5: I say I struggled a little bit. The guy, both guys were extremely knowledgeable and patient, and uh, patient, and patient, <laughs> yeah, patient. Quite a, quite a few fish I thought the first day and then the second day it really clicked you had to definitely play the fish more than I'm used to um they fought really hard especially the big ones and if you didn't play them and there was a large fish you would break the line where uh, these were you thought you had a monster fish and it usually was a monster fish
2: so it was amazing uh fly fishing you know it's a thinking man sport you got to really concentrate watch that bobber and for me and Kurt will probably amen this my wife certainly laughed when i explained my my problem i'm just looking at everything i'm looking at the distant mountains there's there's a magpie there's a red-winged blackbird and uh to concentrate you know it, it got to the point on the first day <laughs> where the guide says okay we're gonna move now upstream a little bit hey you can look around now <laughs> i knew right then that i was like okay this guy's really not digging how i fish but i yield the bounce my time
1: and i'm really impressed with the guides i mean Uh, They're great guys. I mean, what they can do with novice fishermen, just put them on the water and catch 22-inch rainbows.
3: I only go fishing with cow. That's the only reason I do it, because my son likes it. In fact, I've been telling Brad that for years. He's like, oh, come on. I'm like, I couldn't fish for two days. I go out of my mind. But I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a cool experience. People I know who I tell about it know that I'm not really a fisherman, and they're kind of mad that I had this opportunity.
5: Most of the fish I caught were 18 inches or so right in that area. And I I latched onto something. And it I no sooner pulled back and it hit the air, it jumped out of the water about three feet, hit the water, jumped right straight back up in the air, did all kinds of flip flops, hit the water, right back up into the air again, and broke the line. But then he looks at me and smiles, you know, like, well, we lost it. So what, let's go get another one. As we went out, got a few more. It's our hope and prayer that he begins to realize maybe a more purposeful way in life and we can be the advocates or the mentors for for what that is these old guys that come out and fish they're having a good time they've got something that i want you know how do i get there
1: it's just fellowship such a neat place to get away from everything have like-minded people going after a uh, silly little fish with a pea brain. <laughs> I prefer this trip any day, and it's. But at any point in my life, I would have found this trip more refreshing.
2: An MVP goes to Ty on that deep dust, How dark it was, right? How how even Micah saw the bear. But Ty, I don't know if you wanted to put an ear tag in it or weigh it. But what was really going
0: on? Oh yeah,
3: my- that was. Cal Apparently, and are chasing the bear,
4: like, you know. I think Cal
0: could have taken that bear. That's where it all begins. One yeah. guy says the other guy can take the bear. All you have to do is slap it and you're in the <laughs> team. I have uh,
3: an excellent video of you and Miles making breakfast. Oh, yeah. And it has all the components. Yeah. As Miles says, the three things that put America on the map, which were what, Miles?
2: The Bible. I'm doing a quick check the runner at second, but my wife's not around. I- check the
4: runner at second.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm out of stretch. All right, <laughs> you're not know talking about count, All right, you give me number two, Kirk. Tobacco. Tobacco. Right. And number three is whiskey. Whiskey. So, <laughs> all those are in the. Anyway. We didn't. We didn't stage it. It just happened to be how. it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poured out.
0: I yield the bounce my time. Norman McLean wrote, "As for my father, I never knew whether he believed God was a mathematician, but he certainly believed that God could count." And then only by picking up God's rhythms were we able to regain power and beauty. We take trips to Montana starting in March and ending in October. Visit our website at www.gritquest.com. It's a special time for you to enjoy with your closest friends or men who will be. And remember, all good things, trout as well as eternal salvation, come by grace. And grace comes by art. And art does not come easy. Ain't it so? This is getting Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.